Right then, um, hello, James here, welcome to episode 29, actually you know what, though it is episode 29, the one thing I've discovered after listening to an awful lot of podcasts, it doesn't matter what the number is, um, so it's been another weekend here in British Columbia, we, or at least Vancouver, we can't really leave our health regions, so I've spent another weekend um, cutting holes in cardboard boxes, pretending that my daughter is on television, um, trying to teach her to ride a bike, so far unsuccessfully, uh, not drinking a lot, but really enjoying what I do drink, that sounds not awesome, um, anyway, Oh, and also I've been um, upgrading my, or sorting out my home office, because when uh, the lockdown happened, which is now a year and a bit ago, wow, a year and two months ago now, wow, um, I sort of mashed everything I had together, bought a a really cheap secondary screen, um, so I could have a little, you know, home hub, um, and it, it just wasn't doing the trick, and I thought, wow, I'm going back to the office soon, so so no matter. But it's been going on and on and on and on and on. So I've treated myself to a new screen and a clickety. You hear that? Oh yeah, clickety clacks. Um, a clickety clackety mechanical keyboard. Um, which I'm I'm very excited about. It's it's a shame that I'm very excited about, but I am anyway. So, um, I've also vowed to myself and my audience which is mainly my mum hello mum um that I'm going to be doing a lot more of these episodes and so to keep it fresh I want to keep the guests coming in so what I'm going to do is more of a call and answer phone show is it called a phone show you know where people call and say hello James I want to talk about my book or a thing I've been working on or something I'm an expert in um so I put a thing on Instagram, um, James RCS, if you want to join me. Uh, and I've had a few people. I've had um, our local kids specialist dentist, who is phenomenal, um, who who hopefully is going to call back as soon as she replies to my message, um, and uh, and some other people. So today, I'm going to open up the lines and see who's going to give us a call. Hi, this is James. Who am I talking to? It's uh, Graham here from uh, the Flawed Dad Guides to Parenting podcast. And uh, Warren from the Flawed Dad's Guide to Parenting podcast. Yes, we're on speaker. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Uh, How's your day going? It's, you know, ups and downs. It's, uh, you know, there there are always some pluses and minuses to Mondays. It's uh, it's always kind of the depressing day overall. Yeah. You know, you get back to into the grind of things. It's a bit of a bumpy day for me my middle daughter decided to run away from my father-in-law when he was picking her up from school so uh they had to send teachers and students scrambling to look for her but uh you know just another day of being a parent yeah uh, same nothing i mean nothing new right just, how's your how's your father-in-law feeling after that uh i think old um <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> 74 years old chasing down a an eight-year-old um i i think he's He's a little frustrated. He he came back home uh, with them and, you know, he's supposed to be watching them before my wife and I get home from work. And uh, one of the neighbors came and delivered a 
pillow cushion from our our deck upstairs that the girls had thrown off the deck onto the neighbor's roof so it's uh you know it's i i essentially live in a case of like a a world of entropy um (laughs) my daughters are agents of chaos so (laughs) i think everyone has that in them too i know why we call our uh, youngest child destructor uh, (laughs) just because that is like i'm sure for every parent out there silence is always the worst thing right it's terrifying yeah. you have no oh you're hey wait a minute there's no noise going on oh god <laughs> what's <laughs> happening i better you rush over it's water boiling over the side of the sink or something like that i decided to squeeze all the toothpaste out of this uh, <laughs> this is what happened just today actually squeeze it all into a big giant jar this is this is the greatest idea ever dad like look how much i helped when your kids are into makeup too oh yeah um same i i was recording a a, like a two minute product review video um i think it was on on last sunday and i I thought this was gone all right you know i didn't hear any crashing and banging which i normally do or banging on the door can i come in daddy daddy what are you doing and i finished and i wrapped up and i went out and my daughter's bright pink with makeup like (laughs) lipstick all over the place it's all over the mirror where she's been kissing the mirror like oh i knew i knew it was too quiet like i should have checked i didn't and it's a mess yeah and it happens you would think in a blink of an eye i know nail polish that (laughs) yeah my wife uh gets like the impossible to remove type nail polish (laughs) And yeah. of course they managed to find, right. There's like 19 colors to choose from. It's like, I'm going to take the two that are the worst possible ones to have. I'm going to use those, open it up on your bed and dump it on your sheets and things like that. No problem there. Don't, it's fun, right? Dad, like, look what I did. I made a nice yeah, it's beautiful. artwork. <laughs> I'm glad we're working from home now. Cause I was always going to work on a Monday and I couldn't get the pink off of my nails and my toes <laughs> like i'm getting changed in the in the office gym and like the boss is looking at my feet going what how come you get rainbow <laughs> look <laughs> i just do and i can't get it off just yeah get it i think off. anybody anybody who's got daughters understands yeah. that though mm-hmm. right you go, if you go to work with a bow in your hair it's like yeah that's a part of raising girls right i mean lucky, you... you're lucky i arrived today because it was it was touch and go <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> That's exactly. You better appreciate this. <laughs> yeah. You're so lucky I'm here. <laughs> well, actually, like the parents, like I'm really happy to be at work right now because this is like a holiday. Like, it's <laughs> so nice not to be around kids just for That's a right. few hours, where the silence is not, in fact, deafening. Yeah, uh, the, the peacefulness <laughs> is actually nice, and yeah, I think there are going to be a lot of parents after this that look forward to going back into the office. Yeah, I can't decide if I if I want to or not I mean now that my daughter's back in school I'm really really enjoying working from home but I know summer vacation is coming up yes and then I might change my mind yes. when I come back yeah and if, yeah what about you guys what do you do for day jobs uh well I run uh some websites varying websites out there in the world and uh keeps me busy problems galore yes yeah and I, uh, I run and own a financial advisory practice. Hmm. And you're both in um, BC, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, out in Tawasson. 
Yeah, oh, nice. Land here. So. Yeah. Down by the, the ferry terminal. Yes. That's pretty much the only place that people understand uh, where it is. So <laughs> you, you go with what? Is that where you get on the ferries to go to Vancouver Island? Yes, that's right. That's exactly or that, or, that or Point Roberts. Roberts. Or they know Point Roberts. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's where you get cheap gas. And- yeah. Cheap gas <laughs> and, and all of your U.S. parcels. Oh, that right? thing that I drive through. That's awesome. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. It's actually, it's beautiful. It's, it's an incredibly beautiful area. It's... Uh, you know, it's just a little peninsula. So you've got all this farmland surrounding it that kind of protects it from development. And it's a really neat kind of close-knit community. Um, not that, you know, I'm saying people should move here. Don't move here. Uh, it's nice. <laughs> we don't want is. you here. Yeah. Please stay. <laughs> uh, but it is, it's a really, really nice place. I, I grew up over on the North Shore and oh, yeah. had never really considered Tawasson, but it is it's a fantastic place to raise a family. Um, you know, it, it's safe. Occasionally we forget, we forget to lock doors or cars, that sort of thing. Never have to worry about anything. It's, it's a great spot given how crazy Vancouver is. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved out here from East Van and uh, never looked back. Yeah. That's a bit of a stark difference from East Van to, yes. to Austin. I'm up on the North shore and I, I love it. It's, it's just quiet enough just busy enough it's it's a nice balance so a lot more rainy though yeah yeah i mean it is <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know it, like i don't see how it could be that much more rainy it's huge so it, huge it, difference it's, really yeah, i mean like I've lived compared to Tawasson. it's uh really it's night and day yeah they call yeah. it sunny Tawasson for a reason it's hmm. I, I remember my wife uh, would go to uh, she went to UBC um, and driving from Tawasson, she would bring a whole bunch of different things. Umbrella, even though it's sunny out, she would bring a jacket in case it's colder uh, because she had no clue what would be um, on mm-hmm. driving out to, to wherever, which you would think is not that far away um, overall. It's a 20 minute drive, 30 minute drive sometimes. And yet the difference between um, where Tawasson and, and there, huge difference. Wow. Yeah. So, your podcast um how have you like why did you start your podcast and how long have you been doing it so we we started the podcast back at the end of december um it all started largely due to some issues we were having uh, that i was having with my middle daughter um we uncovered that she was being bullied at school and had um she got diagnosed with depression and became suicidal and you know, eight years old, dealing with suicide, that sort of thing is, is hard on kids. It's even harder on parents um, because you feel like you've failed as a parent. And so Graham and I, we live, you know, less than a kilometer apart from each other. We've been friends since university. Um, we spent a lot of late nights sitting up chatting about what was going on and, and strategies and, and these sorts of things. And a lot of the time just laughing about, you know, parenting pitfalls and all the stuff that, uh, that we're going through. And we thought, why don't we just record this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, because I'm sure there's other dads going through the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, And it's turned out great. You know, we've, we've got a a good audience that's supportive and, and um, provides a lot of feedback and it's been a lot of fun. There's a lot of people that have said that this is, saved their relationship with their kids and it's been it's been really good and it, and 
even if we had zero audience, the difference mm-hmm. it's made for me in the way I parent yeah. uh, has been incredible. It's, Just talking about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a, sort it's of a big cathartic. thing. It, I mean, Warren is definitely a, a, an ideas guy. He, he comes out with some, some great things. Or, hey, what about this and this? And I have been uh, religiously uh, documenting all the different books that I've read about parenting, because that's the type of individual that I am in terms of trying to consume knowledge as much as possible. Um, part of the issue that I have, though, is frankly using the information sometimes. Is I, I take all, I consume all this stuff, and then, well, what do I do with it? Uh, yeah. You know, talk my wife about it indefinitely as yeah, she starts to maybe glaze over a little bit. So uh, let's let's use this as much as possible and, and make a, a podcast out of it. So we've always, both of us have always had a uh, interest in teaching as well. And uh, so why not? Why not group it all together and, and do a podcast as well? I think. Yeah, can... I mean, that's, that's really interesting. I mean, I suppose it, it does sort of give you an insight into, I don't know, it, it, into the concerns and the feelings of um, other parents who are, who are your listeners. Um, do they get in touch and share what's going on with their lives? Yeah, we've had we've had quite a bit of that. We're getting a lot more of it recently um, because we've we've hit on some more controversial topics. I would say. Oh, really? You know, and and so that that draws in a bit more commentary. Um, so we've been trying to hit more of those hot button topics, and mm-hmm. and that's definitely bringing out more reactions and comments and and that sort of thing. So, can you give um, us a taste? Uh, Oh, there's a lot of the topics that we talk about. I think at least we're trying to have conversations that I don't think are typically podcast related topics. Um, we did one about uh, what should daughters call their, uh, what should fathers call their daughters, for example. Um, being that <laughs> we, we don't have a very good sample size overall because I have two girls and Warren has three girls. So we have absolutely no input on uh, the boy world whatsoever, um, but a pretty good depth uh, um, and, and broad knowledge on what it's like to have daughters, um, at least below the age of eight, because that's sort of the, the upper end of, of where we can handle things. But yeah, um, just questions overall about, yeah, what, what do dads call them overall? And uh, is, is this okay? Is this not okay? And, and just talking over that. Do you mean like sort of nicknames or pet names? Yeah, exactly. Names? Nicknames, pet names. Like is calling your daughter princess overall? That's that's a, oh, yeah. a, probably a, a big default um, one that I think many uh, parents and fathers might use. And yeah. so just talking over that, looking at uh, trying to find some research and, and uh, things like that. So mm-hmm. that's, that's one thing I think we really try and focus on as well is not only add our, our thoughts, which are hilarious, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> but we're not and biased humble. and humble. we're yeah. absolutely humble as yeah. well about it. Yeah. Um, but just trying to find some data about things as well to support um, what we're talking about as well um, over and above our opinion. So we did a, an episode on on managing different parenting styles, uh-huh. um, and Graham and I got into you know the differences between ourselves and our and our wives that sort of thing, yeah. and um, a couple guys from another podcast actually took that. Uh, their podcast is called Keeping the Balance, um, and they did like five minutes at the introduction of theirs, just talking about the impact 
that it had on mm. on them and they wound up having the same conversation on their podcast but they brought their wives into it so that they could take it a step further and have a conversation with their wives about their their parenting styles and they came through the episode they came to the realization you know that they've been pretty authoritarian in the way that they've parented and mm -hmm. that they have to change that over to being authoritative and so you know the fact that we're having an impact on not just you know a couple of people but the relationship they have with their wives the way that they're going to be treating their children that sort of stuff i mean that that to me is pretty rewarding and and there's a lot of uh kind of value to me for that that's really interesting i mean it's it's sort of funny that you're talking about the conversation between um both parental units um husband and wife or you know wife and wife husband husband miscellaneous other things um do what you like you know it's all good um but uh yeah like but it's with my wife and i um not talking about parenting styles but sort of just a general relationship builder we found that since i'm working from home and she's also at home as well we have been around each other so much but she's in one room i'm in the other working and stuff and we haven't it feels like we haven't had any quality time in like mm -hmm. a year and a half. Yeah. But what we've been doing is going on um, this, uh, an area called the green necklace up here. So we, it's about seven kilometers and we do that about three times a week. Sort of we make time to uh, like when I'm working, I make sure I don't have any meetings at lunchtime, close the computer, put my phone down and we go for a walk and we just talk for an hour and a half. And I think it's the best thing we've done for our relationship because it's the only quality time that we actually sit down and we're not watching TV together. We're not yeah. trying to sort of figure out our daughter, you know, latest, whatever. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been really incredible. And it's kind I of, think, it just came out of just trying to be. Absolutely. Nothing really, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think sort of the standard default uh, response, I think for bonding with your significant other is typically going out to dinner. Uh, a little yeah. bit just trying to do that and because of obviously pandemic i think mm -hmm. that just has just naturally died and then the thought of replacing it um especially from a i think guys perspectives like well i don't know i have no ideas beyond going out <laughs> to dinner this is this is way too difficult for me to think about anything yeah. else mm -hmm. um so i guess we just we just cancel this thing i guess let's just <laughs> postpone it for a year and a half and then we'll resume this relationship thing later <laughs> I think totally. the the big thing is is that you know putting away technology while you're doing that is is mm -hmm. the best way to connect is just communication and and so you, you know setting an hour and a half aside to just actually communicate is is awesome. Um, yeah, it's really nice and it's sort of because you're not face to face mm -hmm. there's no confrontation when you're talking yeah. because you're side to side so you can sort of look out into nature or on the path and or whatever you're looking at and let your sort of mind wander a bit and yeah. let the thoughts process by themselves and, and i found it sort of and we've really been getting into some sort of some pretty deep subjects mm -hmm. about like our individual paths and what we'd like in the future and you know dreams and that kind of thing and it's it's just something that we would never have really made the time to talk about because we yeah. can't do it in a restaurant and even when you go to a restaurant there's the menu there's the waiter asking yeah. how your first tastes are and yeah. it's like can you just I mean you can't you can't get that kind of deep conversation going yeah for me I, I mean the restaurant 
having that type of conversation, I'd just be constantly watching my wife's eyes roll, right? Like <laughs> everything I've said that annoys her, just the, Ugh. It's much better walking side by yeah. side. You can't see the eye rolls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can sort of concentrate on the the buzzing in your pocket going, oh, I know someone's texting right. me now. I wonder yeah. what that is. And you just well, can't. Yeah. And then of course, there's a symbolism overall of talking about paths while mm-hmm. walking on paths. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, you have to. I think, mm-hmm. and yes, definitely. And I think <laughs> nature kind of brings out some more of those metaphorical and, and uh, you know, deeper conversations as well, doing mm-hmm. that, that type of a walk. Yeah, well, that's good for you. Yeah. And how, how long have you been doing that for? Uh, a few weeks, maybe a month, month and a half. Nice. But um, I was reading today um, that there's a, a chemical that's released from uh, trees that actually lowers your... Uh, heart rate and blood pressure and everything else. So I'm sure that does absolutely. Towards, do, you, you know. do you mean oxygen? And, <laughs> and that's walking, the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> walking as well overall has is uh, one of the biggest things to increase your cortisol levels. Yeah. Um, as well, it's it's the single best thing to do, and it it does literally calm you down. Um, yeah. More than anything else. It's called um, uh which when humans breathe in, reduce our blood pressure, lower anxiety levels, and can even boost our levels of anti-cancer proteins. Interesting. Hmm. Is it a pheromone or is it just, it's just a chemical that's really- This is an Instagram that... post. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but interesting facts about trees. Yeah. I <laughs> oh, what's the molecular structure of yeah. that? Yeah. I don't... <laughs> There's no, uh, there's no scientific uh, link to that. The there is no there's reference a... source there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is my, this is probably fact. <laughs> it sounds interesting enough to be fact. It's probably off a of TikTok or something I saw. But that's basically science. Yeah, exactly. TikTok. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you can't believe everything on the internet, you can definitely believe everything on TikTok. Yes. 80% of the facts uh, are made up on the spot. Uh, and I have no reference for that stat either (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's 90. (laughs) so let's wrap it up with something (laughs) it's like right i better be off um so how because we're talking about trees and stuff and obviously our day-to-days with being a parent and working nine to five and beyond how do you find peace How do I, I think it's, uh, I mean, one thing that, uh, well, naps, first of all, a, a quick, uh, <laughs> love naps. Yeah. Hey, can't, cannot See, I overstate. Can't, I can't do naps. It. I can't nap. Oh, I'm a power napper. I can, I can nod off. Uh, if my, my youngest daughter likes to go to, I obviously still has, uh, uh, some midday naps. So I lie down on the floor with her, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm a power napper 15 minutes and, I'm up and I feel like a million dollars. Oh, the I'm best like, feeling. like a bear being woken from my <laughs> I'd kill anybody around me after a nap. Rachel won't let me nap just because of it. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm such an ass afterwards. <laughs> so. Exercise is uh, certainly a big thing. It's, it's actually where I find, um, I think I have a little bit more of alone time where I do a lot of thinking surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing that sort of stuff. Warren always gets hammered is aware of when I'm exercising because after it, I send him a bunch of, hey, I was thinking about this and this and this and this and this. Um, but I would say those two things 
would probably be the best thing for me. Um, yeah. Couples wise is a different factor, but yeah, go ahead. I, I would, for me, it would be fishing. Uh, I got out fishing and that's, that's my therapy is mm. uh, being out on the water. Um, Where do you go? Anywhere, anywhere, salmon fishing, fly fishing, you give me a rod and I'll go fishing. It's uh, Vancouver. So it rains a lot. So the puddle out back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I will go and cast a rod, knowing full well that I am not going to catch a fish, just because it's it's so therapeutic. Yeah, um, being out there is amazing. Out fishing off the North Shore, off of Capilano, or um, going. I used to be a fishing guide up in Haida Gwaii. Mm. Um, anywhere, anywhere I can go. Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. So, where can people find you? Uh, flawdad.com is our website for our podcast. Uh, we're flawed dad podcast on Instagram, um, and all other social media. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. You can email us at hello at flawdad.com, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, but, uh, yeah, flawdad.com is pretty much the best place to find us. Yeah. The central resource for everything. We're trying to put some article content out there too, to write up about our thoughts on there. So, uh, not just podcast thoughts, but actual mm-hmm. written information too. Um, so yeah, it'd be, it'd be great if anyone wants to check us out, that'd be wonderful. Perfect. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Hello, James speaking. Hey, James, it's Nick from Instagram, Dadding Greatly. Hey, Nick, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good. So what are we talking about today? Uh, I thought today, since it is brand new month, it's May. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I thought maybe we should uh, chat a little bit about men's mental health. It's a topic that's not covered too, too often. Not, Not a lot of talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's sort of quietly on a lot of people's minds. Um, so let's get into it. How are you feeling? You know, surprisingly pretty good. Uh, you would think in a, a global pandemic and everybody kind of trapped at home for a year. Yeah. My, my personal mental health would be a little bit more rough, but uh, I, I I'm proud to say that luckily, because I did some some counseling work before all of this pandemic, I got some good strategies and it's it's actually really helped a lot. That's awesome. What kind of strategies? Uh, so most of them are all about kind of, you know, it sounds really cliche, but living in the moment and just being really present. And uh, you hear the word mindfulness thrown around a lot. It's mm-hmm. It's really being mindful about what's happening right in front of you and what you can control and just kind of letting go of what you can't control, you know? Yeah. I think, I think that's a, a large part of anxiety is, is worrying about the things that you can't control. And I find that too. Like I, I get anxious a lot in large social situations, like in a crowd, if I'm not with a couple of people that I can sort of cling on to, I don't know how, like where to start, you know, like how do you start a conversation? Am I welcome here? Should I even be here? That kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think those kinds of things are really difficult. And of course, you know, if I'm being realistic, a lot of other people are feeling the same way, especially if it's like a, a mingling event, like a cocktail thing before and like a proper event. 
which hasn't happened in a, every year, but you know, um, and those kinds of things always, they scare the life out of me. And I, and I really, I worry about them, but of course other people are feeling exactly the same way. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, I think the pandemic's definitely going to make it worse now that we haven't had that whole year to kind of practice these situations and put ourselves in these situations. And now, now we're going to go back to it eventually with this added layer of, you know, do I need a mask? Is the other person, are the other people here vaccinated? You know, yeah, all of those kind of thoughts flooding through your mind. It's going to be a challenge. Yeah. And it's, it kind of, I don't know. I think I always worry that I'm the odd one out. So like if I do go back to the office, for example, or go back to a, um, some sort of social scenario, am I the only one feeling like my insides are screaming at me? Um, Because, you know, is it going to be obvious? Am I going to start sweating? Am I going to stumble my words? That kind of thing. And it's, it's worrying. Do you think that there's going to be like a lot of people who, who decide being a sort of, or not even decide, but just turn to being a kind of shut in? Um, I, I would guess yes. Um, just speaking for my family alone, we're pretty social. We're pretty out there before the pandemic. Um, but this has definitely changed how we kind of approach situations and, and approach, you know, parties and get togethers and, and outings. We're, we're definitely a lot more selective. Um, you know, we were, we were already the type that gets there late and leaves early, but now we're getting even we're getting there even more late and we're leaving earlier. Um, even, you know, at these social gatherings, we're kind of keeping our distance and not having as in-depth close conversations with people. So yeah, I, I would say just speaking from personal, uh, you know, just for me personally, I think there's definitely going to be a lot of people out there that change their approach and just kind of shut themselves in. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, sort of um not through sort of any official channels or anything but you know hearsay where there's like a generation of of people in in japan especially men who um they're they're almost completely shut in their room or apartment they play games they watch videos um and they they don't leave and they don't have the sort of capacity or skills to to leave and they they sort of i don't know if they they fear it or they it's just become a habit and there's just something that they do do you do you worry that either kids or adults will go the same way if this continues longer um yeah i mean i definitely worry about my kids doing the exact same thing um you know i've been fortunate my son um his school he goes to a private catholic school so they took a lot of precautions. They decided to actually open um, way back in September 2020. So he's actually been going to school this whole time, which has been fantastic because I tell you, the first couple weeks when they were doing virtual, he typically loves school. Is mm-hmm. he's, he's into learning. Um, he has fun learning, but at doing the homeschooling thing, he was having just absolute meltdowns, crying in tears, sobbing at least twice a day, every day. Um, 
you know, so you could just tell something was off. He, he needed that. It was that connection that he was missing. Um, and he went back to school and all of those meltdowns went away and he seems completely back to, I hate to use the word normal because there's just so many different, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, lines of what normal means, but yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Back to him, you know? Yeah, my daughter was finishing up um, her last couple of months of preschool um, when we got locked down. And then um, she had to do sort of Zoom activities. And it's it's just not the same. She couldn't concentrate. She wasn't really interested. We had to sort of keep bribing her with snacks to eat while she watched the sh- the, the show, the, the Zoom call. Um, and she didn't like it. And I was really happy that, that her school here um opened up they they, they're taking um you know all the precautions they can cleaning and masks and everything but she's she's so social i mean i think kids are pretty adaptable anyway so Mm -hmm. they kind of especially younger kids they they just sort of take our lead and um if we're staying in then we're staying and if we're not as, as long as she's occupied she's okay but she's desperate for other kids so even like on the weekends and in the evenings and things because she's an only child she doesn't get the opportunity to play with the neighbors or or see her cousins or whatever so we've been using facebook messenger kids version so she can video chat but it's not the same and if they're if they're out or or just not by their pads um then she's lonely and she's kicking off and she wants to, to play and be occupied the whole time so so we're really really looking forward to being able to actually have activities and play dates and stuff because this is it's been hard on her yeah i definitely get that we actually had a kind of random neighbor walk across or walk past our house yesterday and we said hi to the little girl she's probably like two and a half or three years old and she got super shy and hid behind her dad and he made the comment he said sorry she's just been pooped up in the house for the last year so she has no her social skills went down the drain and she's just afraid of everybody now and it's like oh man that's that's just sad. yeah i think you know it's i guess it's i mean I, I want i want to be hopeful and say that um i think the kids will as soon as they're encouraged a little bit and have one fun play date to get them out of their shells again um they'll be right back to it but i i don't know i mean i guess nobody knows how this is going to affect them in the short term or long term like whether they're going to have any sort of deep-seated anxieties about crowds because if if they're hearing the parents and everyone else say um oh you got to keep your distance don't touch anyone wash your hands sanitize is that going to become such a routine to them that they just can't get out right and i i think you nailed it i think it really kind of stems from us parents first Um, you know, I've read a lot about it. They look to us to kind of see how they should react. Um, and I really try to strongly keep that in the back of my head when I'm reacting to things. Um, so like for this, you know, for COVID, we, we talk, you know, pretty honestly, but we also make sure that we're not using tones of voices that would scare them or mm-hmm. you know, word choices that would scare them. We, so it's kind of like our approach is, yeah, this is serious, but as long as we take care of ourselves and kind of follow these health rules, we'll be fine. We will more than likely be fine. Um, so as long as, you know, we're not worried about it because we're following the rules, you guys shouldn't be worried about it either. And I can say yeah. from, from just my standpoint, 
my kids have kind of latched onto that and it's like it's kind of sunk into them you know like okay so it's serious but it's not something that we should really just like yeah, lock that's... ourselves in the house forever and be afraid of yeah i mean i think part of being a parent seems to me that it's um it's a lot of giving the kids sort of a, a safe zone where the parents have this they you know they've got this i don't have to worry about it um do you think there's any strategies from your your time going through counseling and and therapy to to help parents um deal with this kind of stressful situation or or, or anything else um the the one thing i i mean i've used a couple of strategies you know moving forward out of counseling one thing is really just kind of keeping in mind like what's happening in front of me right now um, a lot of my anxiety stems from like you said earlier future like what could happen what might happen um, and I just I really have to just kind of rein it in and say okay what's happening right now like right now I'm in the house I'm working from home my kids are at home you know, we're doing everything we can health standard, health guidelines wise. So right now in this moment, like we are completely safe. So yeah. let's just like, it takes a lot of mental effort, effort, but just really kind of reining it in and make sure you're not spiraling out of control into the, the doom spiral. I call it of that. What if, what if, what if, how do you get because, out of that? Because I find uh, myself doing that sometimes, like, oh, what if we're going to do this? Or, you know, this could happen. Don't do this because, you know, and you, it, it, there's sometimes you just, I don't know. Like, I, I for myself, I, I have to remove myself from the situation and just do something mindless, like, I don't know, go for a walk or go on TikTok or something. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. You have to, first of all, it takes a lot of practice. It It doesn't just work on the first try, but exactly what you just said, you kind of almost distract yourself a little bit and you, you choose to do something in this moment that you can concentrate on. That's not going to allow you to think about that. What if, what if, what if, um, going for a walk is perfect. Um, my counselor told me to spend time in nature and I was, mm -hmm. I told her like, you know, I'm just, I'm not really like this big nature guy. And she's like, well, it doesn't mean you have to go like, you know, plant daisies in a community garden. <laughs> it could mean, you know, doing some yard work and we started talking and it was like, I realized, you know, I do get a lot of weird satisfaction out of taking like the hedge trimmer and like, like going to town on this really overgrown bush that's on the side of my house. Yeah. She was like, that's perfect. That's it's, you have to concentrate on getting up on the ladder and cutting even straight lines and you're out in nature, you're outside. So. Yeah. And it's, it's satisfying as well doing, doing yard work. Like you get to see what you've done and it's like a little a task that you can take off exactly exactly and yeah. if you don't have something like that you know just you can you can go into a bedroom and do the you've probably heard of this but like identify five things you can see and you know four things you can hear and three things you can feel um mm -hmm. you know doing things like that it kind of that switches your your mind from future thinking to to present current thinking that's interesting i haven't heard of that te technique it's a good one it's a good one to to very basic simple one to just start with because mm -hmm. you can literally in any situation just think okay 
let me concentrate. Five things I can see right now. Four things I can hear. Three things I can feel. Um, I think the rest of it is like two things you can smell and one thing you can taste. But it's like, well, if I'm kind of shut in a room, then it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Any of those really interesting. Um, cool. Oh, I was just thinking you won a GoPro off me, didn't you? On Instagram. I, I did. Yes. Thank you again for that. Awesome. That was I was just like, trying to like, how do I recognize that name? That's awesome. Um, it sounds so silly, but that thing was like life changing. Oh yeah. How so? Oh yeah. We've taken on two vacations now and the pictures and videos I've gotten have just been insane. Yeah. I've got one. I took, I took it, um, skiing sometimes cause I don't want to break my camera, but it's so good. Like, so it's good. crystal clear. Yeah. I love it. So thank yeah. you again. That was awesome. Oh yeah, of course. Well, you know, congrats for winning it. Um, awesome. So, uh, how can people find you? Uh, so I am primarily on Instagram. It is dadding greatly. So D A D D I N G greatly is G R E A T L Y. Um, little background on the name just you know for fun um i got it from brene brown's book daring greatly mm-hmm. and that book is all about vulnerability and uh she talks a little bit about anxiety and um you know how to live live in a way where you're being vulnerable but you're being present and you know just always learning so i thought it was a, a perfect play on on words there since I love being yeah, a dad and uh, I I'm an open book. I talk about mental health and anxiety very freely. So, you know, being vulnerable and putting myself out there. So. Yeah. I think, I think kind of the past year at least has, has really taught us that it's so important and there's, there's really no taboos anymore about being completely open and talking about whatever we're going through and whatever feeling we're having um it, it's it's perfectly fine and all right to just you know open up and say say what you think no one's going to judge you because f- probably someone's going through the same thing oh yeah absolutely every time i post something about mental health i have you know half a dozen to a dozen dms that are like hey can i pick your brain about something hey can i ask you a question yeah um and nine times out of 10, I would say it's usually men, it's usually dads. And they're mm-hmm. like, this is how I feel, but I've never been to a counselor and I'm not sure if I should go. And, you know, I listen and I say, yeah, I've, I've been there. And I, I personally think you could benefit from counseling. I'm, I'm of the belief anyone could. I, my wife and I, this is kind of weird to say, but we went to couples counseling for mm-hmm. fun just to like preemptively you know, you don't want to get 10 years down the road and find there's been something there deep seated the whole time. Yeah. That's I think that's a great idea. So I think everybody could benefit whether they think it, they think they need it or not, but what kind of benefits did you find from doing that? Um, so my, my initial anxiety came from my dad not really being present. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of like buried that and, went about my business and then I became a a dad and you know, I thought this was going to be like the most amazing magical thing ever. And it has been, um, like I said, I love being a dad, but all of the past issues kind of came rushing up to the surface that I just kind of ignored, um, caused a lot of, 
lot of mental health distress. So did some counseling. Um, best benefit is just learning strategies on if I am having an anxiety attack or a panic attack, how to kind of combat those. Um, but then really it just gave me a lot of peace. Um, you know, 36 now, 36 years old now. And mm-hmm. I, before going to counseling, I, I would always have these like, should I try again? Should I seek out my dad? Should I try to rebuild that relationship? And I, you know, I swear I was going to like be on my deathbed wondering if I should have done that. Um, you know, went to counseling, talked to a professional and, and really just came out of there really at peace with like the decisions I've made and, and those decisions, how they're going to affect me going forward. So, yeah, that's, that's incredible. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of stigma still, even though there's no reason to be around even the word counseling. Cause you sort of think, Oh, there must be something wrong. Even if we called it like, I don't know, a mental tune in or tune up, like mm-hmm. you, you take your car for a service, you know, just to check in and see if everything's running. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I, it's funny because I use the word counseling and people will say, so therapy. And I'm like, yes, therapy. But <laughs> I just feel like talking face to face with people. If I say the word therapy, they wince. And if I say yeah. counseling, you know, they don't really even flinch. So exactly what you're saying a mental health tune-up just kind of any wording we can use that just makes it a little easier and more comfortable Mm -hmm. yeah i'm definitely all for yeah for sure cool you see these these memes that are like it's okay not to be okay and i get it they're very true but i just don't feel like that like super manly mustachio man yeah right and um, even though we're not like, we tried to be we like imagine ourselves as muscle-bound heroes yeah um yeah i mean i of course there is there's much more work to do and the more we talk about it i think the easier it, it will get yeah exactly i and i also i i talk in talking to some folks i phrased it as listen like if you are playing basketball and you tweak your knee mm-hmm and now your knee, you know, a ligament in there is not growing back correctly. Like you're going to go to the doctor and you might get yeah. surgery to correct that. And then you might be on medicine after that surgery to continue fixing whatever needs to be fixed. Um, you know, you might be on medicine the rest of your life to combat that knee pain that you have. Mm-hmm. Why is why is mental health any different? You have something uncontrollable you know, break or get tweaked or something goes wrong. Yeah. Why would sure. you not I mean, I, I your have... doctor to go fix that? Yeah. I take, um, anti-anxiety medication, um, every day. Uh, and it, it's like my hay fever tablets. Like there's a, a little chemical. It, it's not rational. There's no, there's no sort of reason behind it. It's just, it's a little chemical change that needs to be made. And the, the one pill does it. And, it's the same as when I have allergy season. It's just, it just puts it in line. So it's, um, you know, a surprising amount of people take them. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and like know, with your allergy I, pill, like 
you know, there's always these people that are like, oh, well, you know, you're anxious. Like, why don't you just think happier thoughts? It's like, well, you wouldn't tell somebody taking allergy medicine. Like, well, why don't you just think about not sneezing? Yeah, why don't you just stop sneezing? It's like, well, (laughs) it's not in my control. If I could, I would. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. But um, yeah, I appreciate you calling in and, and talking about this. And I hope people search you out and, and hit you up. Um, great. Okay. Thanks, Nick. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just throw out one caveat. Like I'm not a doctor. I'm not a professional. So just have to throw out that disclaimer. But yeah, I'm I try to do that in my blogs as well. I'm not an expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't sue me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm more than happy to hear somebody out, give an ear and, you know, most of the time when people say I'm feeling this way, is it normal? I can definitively say, yes, I have felt that exact same thing. So. Perfect. Okay, Nick, have a good one. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye. Okay. I think that's a good place to end it. Um, Thank you so much to everybody who called in. Um, If you'd like to be a guest on the social dad podcast, send me a tweet or uh instagram direct message you can find me at james rcs or just go socialdad.ca and find my email there um thank you once again this was a a a mental health awareness special without planning it that way um but for mental health month i think it's it's very um appropriate um if you've been affected by anything that you've heard about or or you need to um reach out uh, in, in looking for any resources. Um, I'll help wherever I can. Um, or you could just do a quick search or, or even uh, call your local doctor and I'm sure they can uh, point you in the right direction. Um, thanks again. Uh, I, I truly appreciate everyone who listens and gets in touch. Um, and stay tuned for another episode. Thanks very much.